What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. got the hoodie we got the new hoodie here and i like it thank you you know and now we need the air conditioner on because i need a reason to wear it of course yeah you know how you doing man i can't complain the crazy amount of music that came out today <laughs> insane like uh, in its it's kind of like my favorite sort of releases where it's not like one dominates the rest like i think to me, not in terms of sales or anything, but just in terms of importance and how much we've been waiting for it. To me, like Freddie is obviously the peak of that, but like for other people, it's definitely Kid Cudi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like YG came out, Tory Lanez came out. LeBron's been loving that Tory Lanez. I know he's gonna catch some heat for that. Yeah. Um, Big so it's 30 just a lot. Came out. Yeah, Big Thirty. Big Thirty. That album is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, not to not to not to tease the viewers on. Our next episode, but that will be our next episode. Um, talking about Freddie Gibbs today, um, Soul Soul separately, but yeah, no, you're right. There's just been so much, and it's crazy because the last three weeks, the only artist that was really of note that released in the last since we recorded that Nav um, episode was ESTG, and it's just been bare bones for the rest of those weeks. So to have like six or seven artists, because even you have Baby Tate, you have Boldy James. Um, there's just been so much music that's re been released today. I still haven't even, I've only listened to three out of the, I want to say seven albums that I want to listen to this week. So yeah, same. Yeah. Um, you want to get into it? You ready? Yeah. All right. It's, it's why we're here. Welcome to the Cat Podcast. This is episode 319. I am your host, Nate Sperlin, with my co-host, Taylor McLeod, all over there in that Brooklyn Dodgers fitted cap, which is a very nice fitted cap. It, it, re it reminds me of a time when Brooklyn had a sports team where the main stars didn't ask for trades, but that's a different story for a different well, day. They couldn't. <laughs> uh, you're going to play all, all 17 years of your career here, and we don't oh, yeah. care. Yeah. We don't care how bad it will be for your body at the end. We don't Not at care. All. <laughs> what is they it? The Stephen, Stephen A., we don't care. 
Um, thank you for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Also, do us a favor and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I want to say TikTok and Twitter, it don't matter. Um, at Old Milk Media, and check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Also, check out all the Old Milk content on OldMilk.co. That being said, it is time for the main event, at least amongst our group chat, Taylor. It is time to talk about Freddie Gibbs. Soul sold separately, 15 tracks, 46 minutes long, featuring Kelly Price, Offset, Moneybag, Yo, Rick Ross, Anderson, Pac, Raekwon, DJ, Paul, Pusha T, Music, Soul Child, and Scarface. That being said, Taylor, what were your first initial impressions on Soul Sold Separately? Uh, from the first song, and this is something we knew a year ago when he, when Freddie kind of hinted at who was going to be you know, production or uh, who who had production on the album from the very first song from couldn't be done. Those like the extra punches layered on those drums. It like immediately gives you like, ah, we're here. This is a, yeah. this is a, this is a rap album. This is a very much a, you and I have talked about it so much. This is an intentional project. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, let me just get 15 beats to go. It's very much. All right. This is, this is the one. And, my my first impressions after one listen, I've I've listened to it a couple times over the last twenty four hours. My very first impressions was that, like, it, it's in the same lane. It's just this is this project is put together on purpose. The songs are where they are on purpose, and Freddie is Freddie's really rapping. Like, not to say he like that's what he does. Yeah, it, it it's refreshing to get a a rapper. Who is who is known as a like a not so much like a rapidy rapper, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's bars, and he he's that's what it is. That's what it is front to back. And I think for a a rapper of Freddie's stature and just how long he's been involved in in the quality of his other projects, I think it's not a surprise, but it is a breath of fresh air to get a prolific rapper just rapping fifteen songs and understanding how to use his talents in in a variety of ways i think you and i might might disagree on that a little bit but i think it's impressive that he he's a faster rapper but it's it doesn't feel like eminem where he's like yeah. yo look how fast i can rap it's no this is just how i rap and let me bend this into each instrumental so first impressions w- was that this project is very much on purpose I, I really really enjoyed it off a couple listens and i'm probably gonna have to have to shift up my my album of the year year conversation. It's not one, but it's it's certainly top ten. It could be top five for me. Okay. Um. First of all, the atmosphere built on this album with all the triple S hotel interludes and all the people who, who come in, like Kevin Durant and others. There's really one interlude that I really didn't like, but aside from that, like the rest of them are great, amazing. Um. The atmosphere again. To your point. We kind of say this word a lot, but I guess like if you're if we're saying this word during a um during a review of an album or anything, we're basically saying that the project is good. It's intentional. So I appreciate that. I also appreciate um just the production from track one to track 15, no notes. There's there's what can you really say about the production, and I'm sure I didn't really get a chance to look at the feature, um, the producer list, excuse me. I sure, I'm sure um, maybe you have Taylor and maybe you could um, shed some light on that, but the production throughout is just crazy. Um, I also like, I think, here's my opinion. I think that the album doesn't fully take shape 
until Lobster Omelette with Rick Ross. I feel like the first five songs are kind of, there's something that could have been done better here. There's something that could have been done better here. For example, um, on the first track, couldn't be done the mixing on it is kind of off a little. I can't really hear Freddie as much as I hear the beat and I hear those um, loud, I don't really know what to call them off the top of my head, but those loud production, this is a production, production, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Additionally, I feel like on track, what was it? Track, um, Zipper Bags, that track right there. I don't like Freddie's cadence on that at all. It, it kind of gives me the feeling like Freddie's trying to be a fake tough guy in the same way, like when Carl Anthony Towns deepens his voice. It's like, what are you doing? Like you, your voice by itself is regularly fine. You don't need to add any extra to it. Um, additionally, I think that Freddie is kind of hurt by his voice in some circumstances because like on Pain and Strife, I don't think his voice kind of collides with that 808 and it's it doesn't carry the way that it's supposed to. And I think that I can hear Offset way better on that verse than on that song, better than Freddie, which um, goes to his voice, as I just said. But aside from that, I think my first initial thoughts is from track six on, really good album, one to five, eh. Yeah, I can see, I can see where you get that. I think the first song is definitely the instrumental carries it. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you talked about that loud like it's a it, it is a production thing I love that like when you get those drums it could have just been like you know the normal normal drums that you hear all the time but that extra punch really like kind of opens your eyes for the album and I I do think in a way it kind of drowns drowns Freddie out in a way but I am kind of drowns out Freddie, almost, um Kelly Price too yeah I almost don't I wish the singing I wish that second half was more you know the mixing at that point but like I don't mind that. Then to talk about the production again, like Alchemist being on track two, you you automatically know you're like, all right, this is an Alchemist beat. It's like a familiarity and it's like it's like a comforting thing. And I'm pretty comfortable saying at this point that Alchemist's signature sound has shifted from those really like dark boom bappy old like night late nineties, early two thousands mob deep prodigy type beats where it's like it's just dark and it, it feels like a it feels like New York, even though he's from L.A., like it feels like New York. Now he's got this like almost like mafioso 70s, like mob movie type situation, like soundtrack thing. And I think I think he's it's just we, we've we talked about it with, you know, the rock album and everything. I think it's it's so nice. And then Zipper Bags, Zipper Bags is honestly the lowest point on this album to me, yeah. which is really unfortunate because it's a Catronata instrumental. And so I would hope that. You know what I mean? I would hope that that would be a better situation, but I think you're right from lobster omelet on. And that that's, you have Jake one who did the instrumental for that. And Jake one is wildly underrated. He's kind of just, you go on YouTube and watch his like behind the beat videos and you understand what Jake one is and to hear him do that. And even like to, to like pave the way for Ross in the second half of that song, by really, really taking that instrumental down to let him work. I was a little underwhelmed by the Ross verse. I think it's good, but I think we've seen better from Ross. But at this point, all these guys are pushed forty at this, so yeah. I don't. I'm not mad at it when mad at it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's only we've only seen one or two rappers really keep it up this like really far into their forties, and I think that like Hove is one of them, and even Andre 3000. Whenever he kind of pops back up, he'll give us a good verse. And you have some of the legends like 
honestly, my favorite feature on this might be might be Raekwon. That verse to hear him still doing what he's doing 30 years later into like he he just he kills that and we talked about it last night you said that feel no pain with anderson pock feels more like an anderson pock song and at first i was like yo that you're just a hater <laughs> which, which is fun it's just like uh, if yeah based on all of our conversations about freddie like it's just fun to kind of go back and forth like that but i don't think that anderson pock does a bad job leading that song and mm-hmm. really really lending that song to freddie but but that raekwon verse honestly might be my favorite might be my favorite feature on the whole project yeah i i think i think my favorite feature on the project is probably push a t's feature when he hits the the 21 um he says something 21 he's like 21 like savage i'm like okay okay yeah. push okay king push you gotta call him king at that point um i think another thing i want to say is it's I think it's kind of ironic how on CIA, Freddie's like, don't let the clout fuck you up. I think that's just hilarious. It's like, <laughs> what have you been doing for the past 10 to 15 months? But yeah. not well, letting the clout fuck the, you up. It's crazy because the end of the song before, I think the end of the song before it's Grandma Stove, where he talks about like having like real life, real life rat, rat beef, not like not so much Instagram beef. And I think we know what he's talking about. I assume we know what he's talking about with the Benny situation, but yeah, that is that is ironic, but I and I I think the songs that I end up liking the most in this, we talk about the features, and I think DJ Paul has a great feature, he does. really keeping keeping it within himself and bringing his style to a song and not trying to conform to Freddie. And I think Music Soul Child on Grandma's Stove has an incredible, incredible outro or you know end of that song. But my favorite moments on this are kind of the songs where it's just Freddie going. Yeah. Like yeah. Space Rabbit, Rabbit Vision. I think Dark Hearted is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then, like I just said, Grandma Stove has music, Soul Child, but he's singing. It's not like he's a competing rapper. So I, I really think the moments that Freddie gets, it's not necessarily, it is vulnerable, but Freddie has a way of being vulnerable, but still having like a, a toughness to it, like an edge to it. But I think that this more so than his other projects, there's some moments where you really get an insight into where these raps are coming from and maybe where some of like the trolling stuff is coming from and that it's like a it's all part of part of this you know ecosystem and whether it's good or bad is you know up for debate right but i think the moments that he's able to be vulnerable but still keep like rapping the way he is i i don't know i think i think it's what makes the second half of this album really feel like the good album that we both talked about yeah i also think the pacing of the second half of the album from well not the second half like the the three the last three quarters of the album is um what really makes it a good album i feel like i don't think i like fast rapping freddie as much i think i like when he kind of slows it down i think when he avoids the 808s and he gets more into the live production if you will um those types of beats i think that that's where he really shines but i think that if he sees an 808 he should run away from it and i think that the fast rapping can work in certain situations, but that can't be the whole song. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can, I can definitely, you know, agree with that and, and understand where that's coming from. I think he, I think the fast rapping is, is it's just interesting sometimes to see how he switches that up because we've seen mm-hmm. so many, we've seen so many artists do the fast rapping thing and it's the same every single time. And it's like, all right, like we get it. You know what I mean? And and there are moments. Rap fast, every, okay. Right. 
there are moments with every every rapper like that, but where it's similar in my my mind to someone like uh, and it's not as fast and it's not as like prolific for being fast, but like where where Twista is mm-hmm. able. Well, to you know what I mean, do his thing and in songs, he's still going crazy on everything. Like it's it, it sounds you know what I mean? If if you're not really listening, you could be like, all right, all of this sounds identical because of just how quickly he's rapping. But I think that in a similar way that Freddie's able to to use that to his advantage at times. But to your point, the moment she takes a step back in in it's almost like calms down. Yeah. A little bit. It's like, all right, cool. Like this guy can I don't think anyone's ever really doubted his his rapping abilities, but I think it's then when you see the peak of his rapping abilities and his the his ability to be be really calculated because as much as I love like the hook on too much, mm. which I really do love where he's talking about like, you know, stones in his wrist and like forgiatos on the bent and everything. And Moneybag Yo might have some of the funniest ad libs in rap right now. Like they're always like a half, half second too late. And it's it makes me laugh so hard every single time because he's like halfway through the next line when the ad lib comes for the line before it and it's just like <laughs> only only money bag yo at this point could really do that and i'd be like yeah of course like Eat. makes sense but yeah so i don't know i think I, I don't have really many negative things to say about this album where push T is your favorite feature i was a little underwhelmed by push mm-hmm. just because of the buzz that i'd seen on twitter from people who had already heard this project before it was actually out but I mean, if if my biggest nitpick is that Pusha T's verse wasn't wasn't like up to you know S tier Pusha T standards, it's not really a nitpick. I think this is a really good album, and it definitely shifts the album of the year conversation for me. But it also solidifies that I think something we can maybe agree on or come close to agreeing on that. You know, heading into quarter four of this year, Vince Staples is in really good position he 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 is in really good position i actually um i was listening to his album a lot this week but that's neither here or there um i don't know if this album really see what's funny is and i guess i'm giving the uh, viewers a little bit of insight into our group chat um what's funny is that my whole position on freddie the whole time has been that he's a good rapper he's just not the best rapper of all time and for some reason that's interpreted as you hate Freddie. Oh my God. You don't understand how good he is. Everyone says he has classes. It's like, no, let's, he's a really good rapper. He's not Kendrick Lamar. He's not J Cole or whatever. He's just really good. And that's okay. But I say that to say, I don't think that this album, this is album is really one of the albums that I enjoyed throughout the year. It's definitely going to be I don't know where I'd rank it yet, but I don't think it would enter into my album of the year conversation, especially when you take into account the albums who aren't really as traditional rap, if you will, more like mainstream rap, like Gunna's album, Rod Wave's album, et cetera, et cetera. I could like list, um, keep listing. Um, so from that standpoint, I don't think so, but I will say it's a good album so that um someone in our group chat can finally rejoice in the fact that I call the Freddie album good on the podcast even though I reviewed Alfredo like two three years ago and I said that was a good album as well but that's a different story Nate reviewed Freddie (laughs) (laughs) um last thing I think the two final things I do want to say is I think back to the money bag yo feature he really finds the pocket in that beat as well and i think that again going back to how the first five songs are eh, and then the rest of the songs are great i think that 
in the first five songs, I kind of struggled to see where Freddie is in pocket. Like he's on beat, but like you know, like real real rap yeah. listeners know, like it's just between being on beat and being in pocket. And I kind of struggle to see that in the first five um tracks, especially on uh too much. And also, I I'm not really a fan of the Jeff Ross interlude on Space Rabbit. That kind of I like the song, but if I have to listen to that interlude over and over again, I think I'm just fine with forgetting the song exists. Yeah, I mean Jeff Ross is he's just the roast master. Like he's done every Comedy Central roast. He's just like it is what it is. You know what I mean? I think like it, it wasn't original. You're talking about like, oh, are you ducking your child support payments? And it's like, at what yeah. point does comedy become stereo just stereotypical bullshit? Well, if you watch any of his roasts, like that's what he is. That's like everybody in that world knows that's what he is. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm not huge on it either, but I think it's just I think it's Freddie kind of like bringing this element of like (laughs) we all go to vegas and we do whatever we want in vegas (laughs) and whatever happens happens like i think that's part of the whole you know element of this album is that it's like you're at the triple s resort and casino and that as the album goes on those like little interludes at the end not the comedians or not the you know kevin durant or alchemist or anyone but like the like almost like the the hotel talking Mm -hmm. to you they get progressively more like no smoking is allowed right your care is our priority and then by the end it's like something is happening in the penthouse we cannot tell you what it is and so i think i think i don't know i think i think freddie is so he definitely misses with some some comedy attempt but i think there is like a sense of humor there that's undeniable and i think that's all built into it like even i'm not i don't listen to joe rogan i don't watch the podcast or whatever but like him at the end being like let's fucking grow and then it like cuts it out into slow motion it's just it's like little moments like that that i miss from old hip-hop that like it was like yeah you can you can be funny too like it's not all about it's not all about like either like being super experimental and everything or it's not all about like i'm the hardest rapper in the game like there are moments where like 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 kanye is a perfect example like he's had some of the funniest like you go back to the first two albums and the skits and everything, they're like, they're like skits and interludes for a reason, and it's to make it feel like a whole project and not just here's fifteen songs. Like see if see which one will no blow breaks. up and carry the rest. Yeah, so I, I definitely see what you mean about the Jeff Ross thing, and I've never been a huge Jeff Ross fan, but he's like a staple in that world of like yeah. grimy, you know whatever happens like whatever happens vegas stays in vegas so it does add that element to it but i i wouldn't have you know minded if if it wasn't there yeah no i agree um what are your favorite tracks on soul sold separately so couldn't be done the first one is probably you know i i really do enjoy that feel no pain with anderson pock um dark hearted and then grandma stove is my favorite song so those mm-hmm. four you have the intro You've got Feel No Pain, Dark Hearted, and Grandma Stove. Yeah. I got Lobster Omelette featuring Rick Ross, Rabbit Vision, Dark Hearted, Gold Rings with Pusha T, and CIA. I do like Grandma Stove as well. I think I cut that just for the sake of being brief. Um, I don't think I agree. Aside from the intro, I don't think I disagree with any of your um, picks. So um, No, and, and just to like, something I've always noticed, like just a quick last thought, something I've mm-hmm. noticed about Freddie is like when 
you don't think he's in the pocket, the more you listen to it, you're like, oh, he's just in a different pocket. And whether that's, you know, whether you want to put that effort in to find that other pocket is up to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But for like, I, I am a Freddie Gibbs fan. So it's like, once you listen to it enough, you're like, oh, he's not in like that pocket. He's, he's in that cargo pocket, you know, that pocket yeah. down on the side. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this has been the Cat Podcast episode 19. That is Taylor McLeod. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching. Share your thoughts on Soul Sold separately in the comments below. Do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. That being said, we will be back when hip hop tells us to be, which is um, the Big 30 album. So yeah, we'll be back. See you on the other side. Thanks for watching.